What up, guys? Welcome to another Built Elite Training Podcast. It is your host and head coach, Isaiah Bowick. Thank you so much for tuning in today. How is everybody's day going? I am super excited. It is Tuesday here on this beautiful, sunny day here in Minnesota, and uh, I'm going to be bringing you guys super just a, just a big amount of value today. Um, you know, it's fall time. You know, some of you are finishing up your, your cut. Some of you are just starting your fitness journey. Um, some of you are starting prep. Some of you are just looking to drop some body fat, you know, and uh, you've been maybe going through back and forth, trying to figure out what is going to be the best way for you to burn fat um, and not just burn fat, but do it in a way that's a very small deficit. You're continuing to see growth. If you guys have been following me for the last couple of years, um, I relatively stay really lean um, in my off season. Um, but as a coach and as a professional men's physique, natural competitor, it is very important that um, as I go into cuts, as I go into dropping body fat and leaning out to get to that next level, that I do it in a way that I'm going to see growth. A lot of times people go into cuts, they go into this um, thought process that they're going to start losing this weight and great. They start losing that weight, but they do it in a way that puts too much stress on their body. They lose too much muscle. They get way too hungry. They start binging. And some of them, unfortunately, they start, they just quit. They don't get to that next level because they're finding themselves putting themselves in a too deep of a deficit. And so today, guys, I'm going to talk about the five things um, as a coach that I, I'm always coaching to my clients, trying to get to them to the next level. But I'm going to start off um, before I even go into these five um, tips, these five tactics. I'm going to first tell you guys, um, I am a macro-based approach individual. When I compete, as I coach, when I'm in my off season, I don't do meal plans. I don't like meal plans. Why? Because I started with meal plans the first three years of my life. And I built a really bad relationship with food with meal plans. And I actually did a post about that, um, which brought a lot of attraction. I've also talked about it with my podcast with body dysmorphia. Um, but I don't like meal plans. Some people need them. Some people just need to first learn how to eat and they need to be told you know, what to eat. Um, but my, my philosophy and my thought process is I want to teach you how to eat, not just, Hey, I need you to only eat this, this, and that I don't like that restrictive mindset. So when I first started training and I was going in my cut, I was very restrictive. I only ate, um, what that PDF form said. And, uh, at the time, my two coaches did not know that the way my brain and the way my body takes up food and how I burn these calories, I was going through my food. I was training flat. I was producing way too much cortisol, which I'm going to talk about that when you don't have enough carbohydrates in your diet and you're pumping out so much cortisol and you're actually working harder and you're in um, breakdown mode and your muscle protein synthesis is all jacked up. Um, you know, so some of you guys that think carbs are bad, I'm going to tell, I'm going to talk to directly talk to you for a moment, but I was, my training was awful while I was in this deficit and my nutrient timing was off. My macros were off. I wasn't even in macros. I was in a, um, in a meal plan and it just was really strict. And so I want to first off start you guys, when I am giving you guys these tips, my thought process through these is I'm a more of a flexible, flexible approach type of person. In my prep, I start prep here in a month. I will be doing macros as a coach. I'm macros. And, um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, okay, I've always done meal plans 
And I want to learn, I want to learn a different way. I want to learn what it means to hit 200 grams of protein, not just with chicken, or, you know, I have 300 grams of carbs in my plan. Um, and I want to learn how to not just have to eat, um, a sweet potato. And I'm not saying, um, go and eat a bunch of junk food because that can lead to cortisol and uh, bloating and digestive issues, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but to make sure you have balance. Okay. So the first thing guys, I'm going to shift into here as number one is going to be is track your macros. That's the number one tip. The first tip I'm going to give you guys about burning fat. Again, um, as I talk through this, I'm not going to be talking about meal plans because I don't do meal plans. Um, I am a macro-based coach. And what I mean by tracking your macros is getting on an app. Um, I like to use, it's called MyFitnessPal. Uh, MyFitnessPal is free unless you do the pro version, but you don't have to. Um, and I use it. My clients use it. Connects to the Built Elite training app. It's awesome. Um, but it's very important if you are starting off that you're tracking your macros and you're understanding where your baseline maintenance is. This is huge. It's really important that you are figuring out what your baseline is. And what I mean by that is you're not starting yourself, slicing yourself in a caloric deficit right off the bat, and you're not putting yourself in a crazy surplus at first. You should find, I love to call it the sweet spot, hanging out in maintenance. This is kind of where you might kind of see the scale slightly stay in a fluctuated state. For an example, me being, you know, relatively around 176 to 178 pounds right now, if I'm eating around maintenance, I'm kind of floating in that same spot. Once you find that maintenance, and it probably will take you a few weeks to do that. I'm not going to tell you guys exactly how to do that because that's a whole different podcast and that depends on each individual's need and lifestyle. But first getting that grasp, understanding, okay, I got to track. Hey, Coach, Coach Isaiah says I need to track these macros, starting to figure out my baseline around my macros figuring out that baseline. Once you find that baseline, that's when you want to start with a 10% decrease in the deficit. All right. If you want to write that down a 10%, why a 10%? Because we want to go slow. So many times people get, which I'll be talking about patience and consistency here, but too many times people want to cut calories too fast. And that's just going to leave you wanting to binge. You're going to get tired. You're going to get fatigued. And if you're looking to actually perform and train. I'm all about hypertrophy. I'm all about building muscle. If you're looking to cut calories too fast and you're trying to train in an RAR of one, if you guys say, what the heck is an RAR of one? I did a podcast on it. Look at it. If you have questions, DM me about what an RAR of one is, but it's very important that you're fueling and pushing yourself into that ability to have that performance. And so again, figuring out your baseline, putting yourself in that 10% deficit. And then from there, that's where you can start making those fine adjustments. Again, the biggest thing is making sure protein is your cornerstone, especially in a deficit. What happens, I see a lot of times people wanting to cut and then they start cutting calories and then all of a sudden they start pulling protein. Why are you pulling protein? Protein, amino acids. We need amino acids like what? Leucine. Why do else do we need protein to activate muscle protein synthesis to see actual growth within your training and your physique? So again, when you're not tracking your macros, how are you going to know if you're hitting your protein count? If you're having really lousy half-ass workouts, where's your carbohydrates at? If your hormones are out of whack, if you feel like you've been kind of depressed, you've been kind of moody, you're not feeling good digestion, you're not feeling where you should be, where's the fats at? Are you getting the proper um, fats in your diet from 
you know, fish, fish oil, um, avocados, things like that. So it's very important. You guys are tracking those macros as a coach. I'm looking at that every single week when people send their check-ins, I'm going on my fitness pal and I'm looking through that list to see what are, what, what's going on. So again, number one, guys, track your macros, download my fitness pal, figure out your baseline from there. That's when you want to do that 10% deficit and start slowly chipping away through that fat loss. Okay. And again, hear what I said, fat loss, not weight loss. When you're in a nice, actual, specific deficit, we want to be fat. We don't want to just lose weight. Again, if you cut carbs, again, that's going to be a lot of water weight. But it's very important that you understand that we want to be losing fat, not just weight. A lot of sometimes, again, people cut too low, too fast. They get that stringy look and they, they lost so much muscle at the same time. We don't want that. Okay. Number two. All right. This one's a big one. All right. This one is huge. It is nutrient timing. All right. There's people out there that think nutrient timing doesn't matter. I'm not yelling at you, but people that fast, um, nothing wrong with fasting. There's a lot of good benefits on it, but we're talking about muscle building here. And number two, why nutrient timing is so important. I was talking about your carbohydrates, especially your carbohydrates, the benefits of carbohydrates, the benefits of insulin, which is going to be very anabolic to activate muscle protein synthesis, to help with IGF-1, very anabolic hormone, um, to help. So cortisol doesn't have to mobilize your stored fuel. So it's not working harder to make sure the carbohydrates that you're intaking for that workout is being used to the muscle cell. See, nutrient timing is very important, you guys, especially if you are training four days, five days a week, any cut phase, making sure you're spreading out your meals so you're staying full. Again, it comes to a point that when you're in a deficit, of course, you're going to get hungry. You're going to get hungry. You're going to feel hungry. I just was talking to a client the other day. He's like, dude, I'm always hungry. It's like, yeah, it happens, man. When we start pulling food, you start pulling things away. You're not in that baseline maintenance or you're not in that surplus. It's going to happen. You have to understand that. But if you guys are not taking nutrient timing seriously, especially the 24 hours before you work out and your pre and post workout, what are you doing? You know, if you're trying to really elevate your physique, your muscle, making sure you're getting muscle protein synthesis activated every single day. Um, one thing that I have a pet peeve on is, I understand a lot of people train in the mornings. A lot of times in the morning times, you're not very hungry. Um, and if you eat a big meal the night before, that's going to help support you for your morning training. And in the morning, I'm not a big eater. So the things that I do is a liquid protein source and a liquid carb source. Why? Because of muscle protein synthesis, because of insulin activation, because um, I want to make sure that I'm really activating that muscle protein synthesis effect. So I'm in muscle building mode and not breakdown. But a lot of times people going into the training in the mornings, fasted and not getting those small little benefits that we need as well. Thinking about not um, eating throughout the day or missing meals, especially the 24 hours before missing meals, and then going into that workout and saying, oh, my workout really was awful because X, Y, and Z. And a lot of times it's because you're not getting that adequate amount of food before that pre-workout. And that's why you guys have to be very mindful of, okay, what is my nutrient timing looking like? How many meals am I eating in a day? Typically I suggest anywhere between four to five meals, 
If you're on Facebook, four to five meals, write that down. Spread out throughout the day. Um, for your pre and work, pre and post, again, lots of times people like to go too heavy on their food. Um, again, this tip, this ranges for everybody, but like for carbohydrates, I like to see anywhere between 20 to 50 grams pre-workout. Um, and for protein, I like to see anywhere between 30 to 50 grams of protein. Again, this is all dependent on the person. Um, you know, I've had people and I've done it myself where I go hundred grams of carbs pre-workout and I get just too sleepy, which is normal. That happens. So you got to find that happy medium where you're going to feel very optimal and fueling. But if you're going into your workouts and you feel very fatigued, you feel very tired. Again, that can be due to cortisol that can be due to stress, you know, and, and having poor sleep or if you've been traveling, but if you've been pretty consistent with all that stuff and you're restricting food in certain parts of the day, especially your pre and post, you're going to be sleeping on a lot of growth, you guys. And it's very important that you understand that it's very important that you take that nutrient timing and spread that out, figure out again, figure out your routine. I've talked about this too. figure out your routine and then spread out those meals. Example would be nutrient timing, 8 a.m. meal, 11 a.m. meal, three, six, and eight, roughly in those time frames. Again, that was a five meal demonstration. And again, it depends on each person, but figure out that nutrient timing, spread that out, and make sure you guys are getting those meals in and then question yourself during and after your workout. How was my workout today? Did I follow the proper protocol? Was I training in the correct intensity with the correct volume? Did I continue to peak with performance or did I start dropping midway or at the end? I always call this out is when I seek my clients mid training session, tell me that their energy drop, depending on their deficit and depending on how long they've been in a cut, if they've been in a deep cut, it's going to happen. But if they are just starting their cut or they're in maintenance and they tell me, that their performance is really bad. It's not due to having not enough calories. It's because they're missing those calories and they're missing those meals. So we want to make sure we're taking it very seriously because we want those carbohydrates, especially the carbohydrates, um, and continuing to make sure we're getting those effects. So again, number one, guys, is track your macros. Number two is nutrient timing. And number three, you guys know I'm very passionate about this. Train hard. All right train hard. How hard are you training? When you are trying to be in a fat loss phase, when I say train hard, I'm not talking about you need to do a hundred burpees and a hundred kettlebell swings, and then you need to go run three miles. Okay. I'm not about that type of training. I'm talking about how hard are you taking your top sets to failure? Are you training to failure? And when I say failure, I'm not saying train every set to failure. I'm saying, you know, within an example would be a chest day that maybe out of the four exercises you do, two of those exercises, anywhere between two to four sets are taken to failure. But this is something very important that you guys have to understand that we have to challenge the muscle, especially during a fat loss phase. Because what's going to happen is when you're not training hard and you think you're training hard, and this is also a mindset thing too. A lot of times people will say, oh, I didn't train hard because I had low energy, which again, nutrient timing, um, but a lot of it is due to not having the mindset, not having the mindset to be able to get to that next level. And so when you're training hard, you guys, I want you to really ask yourself, what kind of sets am I doing? I had made a podcast about this and I was talking about an, you know, RAR. This is how all my clients track their mesocycles is, you know, an RAR of three. 
meaning three before mechanical failure, an RAR of two, two before failure, RAR of one is one before failure. But if you're going into the gym and half assing your workouts, you are not going to see that hard, dense, tight toned physique that you want. You're going to continue to see the same thing over and over and over again. And I see this, I saw this actually today. Um, I give him complete props because he's very consistent with his training, but I see him go into his weights. I see him go into his movements and he goes to say 15 reps. And once he gets to that 15th rep, I see maybe nine, 10, 11 more move, more reps that he can do. He takes his pen, he writes down what he does and he goes to the next thing. And so again, I'm speaking to the person right now that really wants to see growth within their physique, really wants to see real growth in their physique. You guys got to train hard. And what I mean by that is that RIR of zero to two, making sure you're working your way up. And again, this depends on everybody. Everybody's different. Everybody's body, lifestyle, stresses, sleep, digestion, hunger, everybody's different. So I can't throw out, hey, you have to train at an RIR of one at every set. Everyone's different. And so you have to find what is going to be your sweet spot. As a coach, as a client goes through a prime phase with me each month, I'm looking at how their body's responding to that training stimulus. Am I putting too much on their body? Am I putting too little? Are they growing? Are we in a happy medium? Maximum recoverable volume, minimum recoverable volume. So it's very important that you guys are one training hard. And this is kind of a side thing is make sure you're tracking your mesocycles and making sure you're tracking your sets, your weights, your reps. So you can see, hey, am I progressing with this during this weight loss area, this time of my life? Okay. So that's number three. Number four is meat. All right, guys. So when I was prepping back in 2019, I was in a caloric deficit, but I was working at a big corporate job uh, gym as a trainer. And I was probably getting at least 20,000 steps on top of my deficit, on top of my training 90 minutes a day, plus an hour of cardio. I was doing 20,000 steps a day. And I know, and I believe that really helped me get to that shredded look um, was those extra steps. But you know, guys, when you're in a deficit, it can happen. You start getting tired. You start getting fatigued. Um, you start losing a little bit more body fat and you just want to lay on the couch because you're fatigued and you're tired. That is not the time we got to move and we got to keep our steps up. Not only is it going to help with the calories being burned, but there's so many other benefits to just walking and getting your steps with nutrient um, movements in the body with blood flow to your body. I talk a lot about brain health on my channel. Um, I just talk, started taking this called alpha uh, GPC. I'm actually going to do a podcast on it, but it helps with just being sharp. I take it all the time, especially after, or before I do podcasts like this, just to help me speak and actually have a good podcast. So you guys are understanding what I'm saying. Sometimes I can go on a rant and then I'm like, okay, what am I saying? Um, but getting your steps in every single day, when you're in that deficit, that you're not sitting on that couch, watching TV, making sure you're getting outside, going for a walk. And when I say neat guys, I'm talking about non-exercise activity, thermogenesis, moving, moving your body. Um, this is not sitting on the treadmill for an hour. This is going for a walk, getting sunlight, parking farther away from the grocery store, um, taking the stairs instead of the elevator, things of that nature. Make sure you guys are getting your steps. All my clients typically range anywhere from six to 10 K. Um, I like that around eight to 10 K range. But like I said, the more the steps, the better. There's never not enough steps. Just get those steps and see that it will very, it will really help you guys 
navigate through that fat loss portion of your life. All right. Now, number five, this is going to be the biggest one. Hear it out. Patience. Okay. Now, first off, I want to talk about patience with your food. This is something that I see a lot. People start getting antsy. They don't see the scale drop and they want to pull more food. They wait a week, pull more food, wait a week, pull more food. What happens? They start stalling out. Hormones get disrupted, stress, things get fatigued, body soreness, everything happens. It's a nightmare. I've seen it way too much, especially in the uh, fat loss phase. It's very important, you guys, that you are keeping and being consistent and not adjusting those macros until you understand and know all my biofeedback is looking good. Okay. My sleep's have been on point. My train's been on point. Um, I'm moving every day. I'm getting my steps. Okay. Now it's time to pull. And when I say pull, I'm talking about your macros and that's a whole different podcast in itself about how and when to pull. But what I'm saying is be patient, wait for three to four weeks, be consistent with those three to four weeks. And then if you don't see adjustments on the scale and pictures and measurements, remember the scale is just one part of the data. Then that's when you want to make those adjustments. Okay. Now as well, patience in your mindset, because sometimes again, normally it's the scale that's going to cause you to get antsy. Um, but sometimes it's that mindset of just, I just don't feel like I'm leaning out. I just don't feel like I'm, I'm progressing. And that's where you have to one, have accountability, check in with your coach, check in with a peer, check in with a friend, making sure you're keeping yourself accountable and with your coach being accountable and, um, understanding you guys that the process fall in love with the process. And don't just get obsessed with what I'm going to look like in the mirror. Ask yourself, who am I going to become during this process? I'm about to do a 20 week, 21 or 22 week prep here starting November 1st. And it's not, yes, I want to get a trophy. Yes. I want to get my pro card in the OCB. Again, if you guys haven't heard, I'm changing through the, um, from the IPE to the OCB, which is a different federation. So I have to compete as an amateur, but who am I going to become during this process, during this fat loss phase? How and who am I going to become? Am I going to become well and more educated? Am I going to have better relationship with my food? Am I going to see a little bit more muscle growth? Am I going to have more confidence within myself? So it's very important that you guys are understanding that this patience build resilience during this process. Don't just think, okay, I want my shredded abs. Ooh, I just want a really tight, um, tight abs and, and a lifted butt. And I just want to look like this. And then I'm going to be happy. Fall in love with the process, with the patience and figuring out who you are going to become during that process. Okay. You guys, that is it. Thank you so much for tuning into episode 20. Again, we're breaking that down. Number one, track your macros. Number two, nutrient timing. Number three, you got to train hard. Number four, neat, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And number five, patience. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. If you found value in today's podcast, please screenshot it. If it's on Instagram, Facebook, I've been tuning in. Every time I'm doing these podcasts, guys, I'm, I'm doing a live on Facebook and on Instagram. And if you're listening to the playback right now, I appreciate you. Screenshot it, share it to your Instagram, Facebook, tag me in it at Isaiah Bowick. Let me know how you guys are enjoying um, the podcast. I have a lot more coming. We're so close to hitting hundred downloads. I appreciate your support. As always, questions, let me know. Other than that, have a great day and we'll talk soon.